Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you're joining me for this episode of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. We're at episode number 94. Now, this episode is a long time coming. I had to actually skip last week, so I apologize for that. I know everybody was just going through a state of depression, just miserable because last week's episode had to get skipped. But it doesn't happen often, and when it does, it is for good reason. So let's get right to it. If you'd like to shop for a new pen or try to get Tom fired, head over to our retail sponsor at goldspot.com and use coupon code ROY to get an additional 10% off throughout the Goldspot pen store with some exclusions applying. So basically, you take the coupon code, you type it in, and if for some reason the brand doesn't allow discounts, then just take it out of the cart. It's not probably that relevant anyway. I'm just kidding. Anyway, some exclusions do apply, so make sure you use coupon code ROY on all your purchases because you might have a brand that it doesn't apply to, but the rest of the card it does. So you're still saving money on those things. So make sure that you use that coupon code. Helps me out. And everybody is just loving the hashtag FireTom comments in the comments. So make sure you throw one of those in there. The Platinum Azumo Rodden Galaxy is the newest member of the Azumo family. Is too much Rodden a thing? No. No, it's not. This Izumo is laden with hand-placed pieces of rotten to achieve maximum brilliance. This masterpiece is sure to impress any pen aficionado. Sporting Platinum's 18-karat gold two-tone nib, it'll be a pleasure to write with for years to come. The price is a whopping $2,200. Now, it is time to be thankful and all that stuff. So... Tom will be exceptionally grateful to anyone that can clear out the inventory of Penboy Roy t-shirts from his home office. He needs the room so I can send him a 29-gallon aquarium. Show your fandom for the Penboy Roy and save Tom's marriage when you buy a t-shirt from InkJournal.com. Now, before I get started, this podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I, mostly from me. So be forewarned, you have been warned. Now, on to the podcast. The Penboy Roy Entertainment Podcast. Stage 7. And Look, can you see behind me? Do you see yes. do you see my new fishy, Mr. Mr. Doctor Doctor Evil, Evil Doctor Evil back there? First thing I asked you was does he have a laser beam to, <laughs> on his freaking head? Yeah. Cook because he wants a warm meal. <laughs> So Tom's eating a bowl of soup in front of me. I didn't I'm, have. Ch- I'm, I'm having a warm meal right now. Yeah, I didn't have a chance to actually sit down and eat yet because this week has been crazy. Well, last week. By the time people are hearing this, it's going to be last week has been absolutely crazy. So new. I, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna show it to you because you can see. But this is a Nebula casual note with the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast sticker on it. The yes. one that you so awesomely designed. It's like, for people listening, it's the Pendertainment Podcast sticker with both of our logos on it. And it's got that, what do you call this, like, reflective luminescence about it? Holographic, yeah. I mean, the same people, the same five people are listening since the beginning. So they pretty much know what that looks like. Right. I think it's actually six now. So, oh, is it? Yeah. Can you see what I got going on here? Nice. Roy's Home Fish Log. And on October 25th, I started a new five-gallon tank at home, and I added some Anubis that was fixed to a rock. That's a that's a plant. I added some Java fern. Cool. That was fixed to a coconut pillow. I also added some water wisteria, and okay. added a new betta named Doctor Evil. Doctor Evil. Doctor Evil. So I just. I do a daily log of everything I do with my fish and everything like that. And nice. Yeah, my, at first my wife was like, no, 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 I don't want a fish in the house. You're not going to take care of him. It's going to end up being me taking care of him because, you know, when I was younger and when I mean younger, like 20 years ago, maybe a little less than 20 years ago. Maybe yesterday. <laughs> no, I was not the most responsible person on the planet. I know. I know. It's hard to believe, right? Mm-hmm. But I wasn't the most responsible person on the planet, so whenever I did stuff like keep fish and things like that, it was always her who had to, like, take care of shit. 
you weren't uh, Aquaman or Poseidon, king of King Neptune of the sea, with your stewardship of the all things aquatic. No, no. Somebody made a meme about that comment. You're a steward of the aquatics, mm-hmm. right? I haven't been on Instagram in some time. I, I, you know what? It's not even a long time. It's only like the last like four or five days because I've been so busy. But that might as well be an eternity, right? It feels like an eternity. It feels like I'm disconnected from the world. I don't know what Caitlin Superdad's up to. The only thing I, I mean, in fish years, that's basically like a decade. <laughs> right. Nobody actually considers fish, year, fish years. Like, think about it. A betta lives about approximately three to five years. Sometimes they can live longer. But nobody considers, like, how old is, like, in dog years, a dog after seven years is equivalent to, like, what, 50? 49. Yeah. So it's like seven. It's seven years for every year, every human year. Oh, okay. But what is it for fish? It's like 20 years for every human day or something, right? Because... I don't know. It depends on, yeah. It depends on how long the fish are supposed to live. Yeah. I was just, I was just talking to uh, Frank from Narwhal about fish today. Frank Narwhal is that what you're calling him? Frank from Narwhal. Yeah, I thought you meant Frank Narwhal. His last name is not Narwhal. (laughs) But it might as well be. He uh, he's setting up uh, the tank that you brought over. Oh, good. uh, The 29 gallon. Yeah. So he's getting fish for it. Yeah, he um, told me. I, I don't him ask me to pronounce the type of fish that he's getting. I think it was like pronounce it. some sort of chicklids. I think that's what he it's, was telling me. Yeah, he's planning on breeding them. So be prepared. Yeah, he uh, wants that, you to have some. No, that's like so. He's he's on a different level. Like oh, yeah? he's he's totally on a different level when it comes to like fish keeping than I am. So for me, fish keeping is really entertaining. It's really fun. It's really relaxing, and I really enjoy it. And part of the reason I enjoy it so much is because, you know, I'm I'm a, a lover of like animals. I appreciate life and stuff like that. But also because it's another hobby, another rabbit hole that I can jump down into where I can utilize my pens. Like I have a fish log for the for Socrates' tank at my office at work and I have a fish log for my little five gallon beta tank here. You know what I mean? So, but, and, but he's on a totally different level. He wants to like breed them and do all kinds of crazy shit like that and stuff. And, Mm -hmm. but I remember when I was at the gold spot offices and he was like, we were hanging out and stuff like that. He was like, Oh, you know, you have live plants. You need this, you need that. The other thing, you know what I mean? It's like, but I actually researched the plants that I have and it's like, they're good in low light. You don't need to fertilize them, you know, Every, like it, I feel like he knows a lot, but a lot of what he knows doesn't actually apply to my tank and everything like that. But anyway, I've been using the Narwhal Nautilus. I've been using the Corridora Ebonite colored one, and I've been using the Dromgul's exclusive one, and I've been doing that in my logs for my fish tank. And I really do – yeah, I really enjoy like just making the entries day by day. Like I have these test strips and stuff like that where I – it's kind of like a pee stick, only instead of peeing on it, you're dipping it into the tank and it will tell you how much ammonia you have and stuff like that. I got that for the pool. I have like the pH have, sticks. Why do you yeah, have – Yeah, that shows you like – Why do you have fish in the pool? No, it's not for fish. It's for human beings. Fit for you know, making sure that the chemical composition is good for you know, people to safely swim in the pool. Oh, and also to beat back all of the algae and bacteria that could possibly grow in your pool during the summer, which you know I it's see. always warm outside, so you could start to all of a sudden if you if you kind of let it, let it go and you mm. don't put like chlorine in it, you don't keep it up, it'll just start turning green. It starts turning cloudy. And really, it looks like you have a pond in your backyard. That's gross. So we yeah. have people that take care of our pool because we... <laughs> I'm the guy that takes care of our pool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I just can't do it. I, you know, there's a there's a maintenance crew that just takes care of this. We, we live in a. It is like it is like basically the same exact thing as what you're doing now. You just do it like on a bigger scale. That's all. You're just throwing chemicals in whatever chemicals that you need to do and run the filter. <laughs> that's it. No, but you're just no, doing it on a larger scale. There's no chemicals in that tank. As a matter of fact, like, can you see him back there? Look at. Oh, the... I can just see the tank. I can't see your your fish. Well, he's in there. I promise, he's in there. He's and lurking. My cat's he's hatching evil diabolical <laughs> plans. <laughs> my cats are—they're so cute. My cats are so intrigued by it. I hope I don't find. Yeah. So they're look, plotting the to only, like 
eventually kill it. The, the reason, Doctor Evil. The reason why this tank is compatible at this in my home, and I wasn't going to bring mm-hmm. a fish home. I wasn't going to have a fish at home, is because it's the Aquion Mini Bow Five. So it's a five-gallon tank. But the thing is. The top is entirely dome-shaped, and it's covering everything. So you can't even add a, a filter that isn't designed for the, the tank because everything is covered. And the reason why that's great is because the cats can't access it or flip the lid off or anything like that. But meanwhile, yep. it still has filtration. It still has a heater. It still has lights. So it's everything that the fish needs but is protected and can't jump out of the tank because they jump out of the tank and stuff like that but i you know i want to show you my notebook that i'm using for my home fish log and i want to see if with your journaling skills is there anything you can recommend to me to make it more i don't know efficient or something daily so basically what i is that a dot grid yeah it's a a dot grid it's a dot grid so what i might suggest is if there are uh, things that you have to do on the weekly or the daily that just never change, but you always have to do them. Mm-hmm. Just do like a do like a use the dot grid and make a like a chart. What they call a habit tracker. Just put like you know the on the one axis you would put let's say the days, and then on the other axis you would uh, axis you would put like what it is that you have to take care of, and when it has to get taken care of. So it's like on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I have to change the water. So you'd have like Monday, Wednesday, Friday on. The y-axis you'd have change water would be on the x-axis, and then just like cross them off. You wait know, a minute, as, wait as a minute. Day comes up. I didn't pay attention in school. Is act the y-axis up and down or left and right? It's usually it's usually the up and down. Okay, I believe. So, right? do you have or, a notebook in front it could, of you? It, whatever, you? it doesn't matter. It's just one one is going one way, one is going the other. So you just have to one side one side has to be like the days. So you can mark them off, and then the actions are on the other axis. Do you have a notebook in front of you that you can show me? Because I'm having nope. trouble visualizing. I don't. I don't. It's really easy. It's really? just just Google uh, Habit Tracker. That's about it. I'm going to do that I, right I got, now. I got stickers for that, too. I could send you some stickers. Oh, yeah? Corey makes uh, Habit Tracker stickers. But there's basically, it's just like, it looks like a calendar, and you just like, like hit a hit it with like a little pen on the day. So it's Alrighty. like so it's like you have like a full calendar, one to thirty one, and then like you could just check off the days that you and you could just put at the top of the calendar what it is that you're checking off. All right, That's I'm looking. All it is, really. I googled it and I'm looking at these like habit trackers. There's like these pie graphs. I don't know what it is. You've you've stumbled across the uh, the executive branch of bullet journal bullet journaling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what what you're talking about. I want to see a picture. Like, text me a picture of your habit tracker. Hold on. I, I gotta text you a picture of the habit tracker. Yes, text me a p- picture of the habit tracker. You know what I should do? I should reach out to Devin Liu. She's fantastic at it too. I'm gonna text yeah. her. Uh, you know, text her right now. Can you send me a picture of habit, <laughs> you know? So she, you know, we gotta get her back on the show. I think she's 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 you know doing stuff. You know. She's doing stuff. Yeah, me a picture of habit tracking in I a journal. You a Google. Yeah, it even shows you the preview here. So it's like on one on one side you just have, you know, for example, there's the one on this on this one you have the full month is going horizontally and then you have the various activities is going vertically. So then you just like put a dot or make an X wherever day that you do the particular action that you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. If you're supposed to do them, like you could do like, you could have it so that if they're done, not every day, but like on certain days of the week, you could just make a square Mm. on the days you're supposed to do them and then just X them in when you do them. Okay, so I oh I see what you're saying. I'm looking at it right now. Hers looks pretty legit. I'm too dumb to do what she's doing. That's not. I'm <laughs> just gonna. I'm gonna have to work that in somehow because I'm I'm looking at hers. This this girl or lady, respectfully, lady Sheena. She's really pretty, and her baby is really adorable. Do you see that picture on the right? Mm-mm. I feel like pinching those marshmallow baby cheeks at on that baby what? very adorable look at the picture of the her and the baby look at that baby oh now i'm saying because i only i was looking at the i was looking at the google look image how search results adorable so. that baby is 
That's a cute baby. Yeah, it's such a cute baby. I want to pinch his cheeks. We, we, like, I think everybody needs like good quality, you know, a, a good quality photo sit down session with like a real photographer, just to like basically get yourself headshots for social media because that's what that is. It's like it's like a really nice, you know, good photographer took that. I have a not just like a little quick selfie. Right, right. I have a good photographer. His name is Jeffrey Hornstein. He's based out of New York. So I've been using him for years. I keep breaking his lenses, though. Every time he takes a picture, I'm so fucking ugly. He just breaks. So it, so the sessions cost more for me. <laughs> oh, man. You're just breaking his lenses because you're just not happy with the, the end result. You're like, just take it again. And it's like, oh. My face is still ugly. Why can't you fix this? So can I tell you the story? I, I So I go to the pet store, right? And the pet store is called... Fish World USA. <laughs> it's not a Petco or anything like that. Prices are a little higher than like Petco, right? Because it's like mm-hmm. a ma and pa shop. But that's kind of why I go there. You know what I mean? Right. So the the beta section, the beta section where they have the beta fish, there's like these half moon different colors. There's one that's all jet black half moon. There's one that like the, the fins look like legit spikes you know what I mean? And instead of having fins, the you know, the the line that connects the fins or the webbing, there's no webbing in between the, the fins. It's just fins, and it looks really cool. And there was one that was all jet black. There was ones with these elaborate red, white, and blue fins and colors, and I thought, wow, these are really cool. And those fish ranged between twenty four ninety nine and like wow. 50 bucks for like a single fish. And I had picked out this one red and blue one and I thought wow that's a really beautiful fish half moons like whatever it is so like if you look at the fish it almost looks like a circle like a fan like those Asian fans that those I, I don't I don't know what like the, the ones that you fan yeah yeah but open all like the way almost hot yeah almost 360 and I was like that's a beautiful fish and I'm like that one is like $30 I might tell the guy I'm gonna take that one but then what I realized is there's just like on the top left there's Dr. Evil sitting there. <laughs> and I felt really bad because all the other fish were like $30, $25. This one was just labeled Fancy Beta and it was six ninety nine. Wow. And yeah, and he's just like, he has a white face and the rest of him is gray. And I'm like, that's kind of messed up. I feel bad. And he had a fin that was like curled up to the corner <laughs> of his mouth. No, but I didn't need I didn't Mr. Bigglesworth. No, but did he the, come with Mr. Bigglesworth? Was no. there a Mr. Bigglesworth fish? No. But I bought him because I thought to myself, I feel bad for him. He's six ninety nine. He's probably six ninety nine because he's not the prettiest fish in the selection. Right? He doesn't have like all the vibrant colors. He's just gray with a white face. And the thing is though, when he was in the tank, I didn't think he was gray. I thought he was blue because the gravel was like this glassy, you know, broken glass type gravel. The background is all blue. So he looked blue. And then I'm like, all right, I'll take him. He's he he's he looks like he needs a home. So, you know, he was only six ninety nine. I bought the fish. I got into the car and I pulled him out of the bag to to like take another look at him. Then I realized, wait, this guy is all gray. Oh, they did a bait and switch. Yeah, I'm like, I see what you did, bait. You know, cause fit, yeah, right. get that fish bait. Yeah, yeah there you go. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. wow, this is a very dull looking gray fish. And I'm like, but you know what though? It's it's I don't care. I he's not the most colorful fish ever, but whatever. He's my fish. But don't now. they also like change their vibrancy based on their mood too? So like you give him a nice little home and he'll start to flourish and become like super cool looking. So or is that-, that is true. I did not know that until today, actually. But let me finish my story and I'll get to that. I bring him home and I'm thinking, what am I gonna name this guy? Right? And then my Dr. Evil toy is sitting right there, and I'm like the colors match. I'm like, Dr. Evil. <laughs> He's Dr. Evil. So anyway, now, yeah, you're right. I put him in the tank. And ever since he's been here, since the 25th, which is only a few days, a couple days ago, because right now it's the 28th, so three days ago, he has become more vibrant as much as you know, vibrant gray can be. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So it's kind of – you can't be vibrant gray, but it, his color is more rich and dark – so, 
I should have named him Pelican Moonstone, right? Because that's what he looks <laughs> like right now. And or maybe J J Herban Grisage <laughs> or or Diamine Earl Grey, right? Earl Grey, right? No, but you know, do you have like a little cat door in the? Is that a cat door in the door? So yes, every door That's in this awesome. house. So it it swivels. I so you're talking about where I'm pointing yes. right now. Okay, for everybody listening, so it's like the dog. It's like a doggy door, but it's like for cats. Yeah, it's it's basically and the the flap that swivels. It's not like a flappy bendy one it's kind of it's like a hard door it's a clear door so they can just push right through it every okay. every door in in our home has a cat door so that way if we close the bedroom door they can come in and out and and sleep with us if they want i'm in the office room right now hold on a second garfield if he wants to come in garfield come here then he can come in and out at his leisure i don't want to ever not coming. yeah he's not coming i'm waiting for him yeah he come usually comes come on, garfield just... garfield he usually comes when I call him lasagna. <laughs> no, it didn't work. So, so Garfield, there he goes. He's right there at the door. Oh, you see him? Garfield. Oh, yeah, I, I kind of saw it. Like, come here. It's like it's, he's like poking his head. It's like, do you like, see hey, that I'm red, gonna... that red and green thing at the bottom? That's a lock. So I don't know if it's locked or not. Garfield. Garfield, come here. There he is. There Yeah. Oh, I see. So that here's Garfield. Garfield. There he is. That door has Hi. a lock on it, I, and I think it's made so that it can, he can go out but not come in. And it's just when the cleaning ladies are here and they're cleaning, they actually engage those locks. But I, I typically don't like to lock him out or lock him in or anything like that. I want him to have yeah. freedom to come and go as he pleases. And it's the cutest thing when he discovered my tank over there. He was so curious <laughs> about the fish. Like, wait a second. What is that? Yeah. You know what's really cute? I can't get mad, though. Look at his eyebrows. Look how cute he is, this cat, right? Mm-hmm. But you know what's really cute is, like, one time I'm sitting down on the coffee table outside, and I have, I can't remember which pen was just in the middle of the coffee table. If there's an inch inside your house that you don't want him to mess with, he'll find it. So he just walks up to the pen, looks down at it, and cat, <laughs> cats are really cute when they, like, are curious. He's looking at it, and right in front of me, Oops, you okay, Garfield? Right in front of me, he just swats it off the table. I'm like, no, I can't get mad though. You know what I mean? Like, how could I get mad? It's you know, it was it was adorable, Garfield. Yeah, he's talking to me now. So anyway, yeah, he was really curious about it and stuff like that. But I want to talk about my journaling. I was gonna color coordinate my journal entries for my fish keeping. Okay, but I'm too scatterbrained to stick to it so it's like anything i do that is not a water change i was going to use whatever color i wanted it could be green it could be brown any time i do a water change i'm going to write it in blue but then i forgot and i wrote everything in blue because Mm -hmm. the reason why is because i want to be able to keep track of when i do water changes you know what i'm saying that's where i think a habit tracker might be more efficient for you because then you could see on a on a time scale I did. There he goes. Yep. He just left the room. Yeah. So you can see on a time scale, like when did you, when was the last time you did this? When was the last time you, you know, like how many times per month did you do this? So you could, you could go and backtrack over it and then uh, be able to see at a glance too. Like you won't have to rely, you don't have to flip through pages and pages of daily logs. You could just see it all in one glance. Yeah. I think, I think I'm going to have to incorporate that because that sounds, that certainly sounds a lot easier. <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think so. It's with the routine maintenance stuff. But if you yeah. want to note certain things that are, let's say, unusual or like, or like, a, you know, like little improvements that you do here and there, like when you're changing the, the various uh, plants out, you could always like notate that stuff. But like when it comes to like the routine, super routine stuff, like changing the water feeding, oh, he's coming back in. I see him. Mm-hmm. Oh, he walked back in Garfield. Yeah, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I don't have do- I don't have doggy doors in our house because they just they'll they just they they have the run of the house. Our dogs, like, <laughs> they're like they're like bulls in a china shop. Sometimes they just run around and just start barreling into things. Well, that's their job. Yeah, know, dogs. And then you know what I love about my cat Garfield? I have three cats. I so Garfield because he's an orange cat and he's always hungry and he's always causing trouble. 
And I didn't know these qualities about him when I first got Garfield. I named him Garfield because it was one of my favorite comic strips growing up. That and Archie. I mean, like, I think pretty much a majority of orange cats are probably called Garfield. Okay, dude, let me explain something to you. I thought I was so super clever. And I'm like, this is brilliant. Look, I have an orange cat. I'm naming him Garfield. But then I'm looking online and it's like everybody who has an orange cat named their cat Garfield. But mine is the real Garfield. He's, He's really... I appropriately named because of how mischievous and how much trouble he causes, how much personality he has. And then I have a gray cat named Stewie from Family Guy because I like Family Guy. And then That's I awesome. have I have a black and white cat, a tuxedo cat I call Oreo because, you know, Oreo cookies mm-hmm. and stuff. And they're well, all... That's, yeah. the, that's the cats in the neighborhood that we just playfully name, like the ones that just roam around. They're outdoor cats. They could belong to other people in the neighborhood. And we just nicknamed them because we don't know what their real names are. So we have one of them is uh, Grumpy Cat mm-hmm. because it does look seriously. It's got like the resting bitch face, as they call it. Uh-huh. Like, it's just like the, it just has a really angry look on it. So we call him Grumpy Cat. Didn't Grumpy Cat then, die? No, Grumpy Cat's still around. Grumpy are you Cat's sure? Still outside at like in the morning, most mornings when I'm going to work. Oh, no, no, no. I mean Grump- the actual Grumpy Cat. Oh, the actual Grumpy Cat? Yeah, don't you remember Grumpy Cat was a celebrity cat? Mm, no. Yeah, well, I know I know where it comes from, the, the internet meme for Grumpy Cat, but I didn't realize that Grumpy, the real Grumpy Cat died. Yeah, I think a few years ago Grumpy Cat died. It's really sad. Yeah. I, I get Yeah, sad. but we also have an Oreo in our neighborhood, too. Oh, we yeah? Call them, we call it Oreo, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. did you ever... Uh, Jin Hao has been really bothering me these days, the Jin Hao brand. I'm sorry, because I'm holding one, right? So I'm holding the Jin Hao 51A. It's the acrylic barrel with the snap cap kind of... Kind of looks like a Parker 51. Yeah, kind of looks like a Parker 51. But then they released this new version. I can't remember what it was called, but it was... I think I put it in one of the reels on my... IG, but it was a Parker 51 knockoff, but not the old Parker 51 knockoff, a literally a knockoff of the new Parker 51, but they did a far better job of knocking <laughs> off the Parker 51 than the recent mm-hmm. Parker 51. My only complaint was, and the, my complaint stands with the Jinhao 51A, the section that's made of plastic, it's super delicate. After a while, it just fractures and breaks apart. And that has happened more than once with Jin Hao pens with the section that the the Jin Hao 51A has and the new pretend Parker 51 has by Jin Hao. And it's I I don't know what it causes it. It's just maybe the ink and the temperature changes causes it to the ink to expand and that's enough to cause it to fracture. I don't know. But it has. I happened. can't point to screw threads and screwing on the cap too much because it's a slip cap. So. Yeah, it, so you can't blame me on this one. Usually you could. No, I can't. I don't know what it is that causes it. Maybe it's the ink, or maybe your vice-like grip is being applied to the grip section a little too much. <laughs> no, but it's you know what it is. Is like I'll ink the pen up, use it for a couple of weeks, and after a couple of weeks, I'll pull the cap off, and then the section is broken. I'm like, what the hell? I don't drop my pens or anything like that. I don't know why that has happened. And then, forgetting about that one, this is the Jin Hao Centennial 100. This is the same pen that you have at your office, only in the forest green color. For anybody mm-hmm. listening, the forest green is exactly the same as the Conklin Duragraph forest green. It's the exact same acrylic. But in the color that you have, that turquoise color, the finial just snapped off. So... The f- Let me explain. The finial is screwed on to a thread assembly. That thread assembly... That holds the clip in as well. Yeah, that thread assembly is, I guess, epoxied or friction fit into the barrel of the cap. So that just popped off. Then I'm like, gee, quality control ain't that great. And then I realized, well, it is only like, what, a $25 all acrylic pen but still like if it's $25 $200 $10 I don't want it falling apart on me so now I have all these other Centennial 100 Jin House this one here is the Koi color I guess they want to call it and I'm just like mm-hmm. I can't trust them like when stuff like that happens it makes me lose trust in the entire line you know what I mean 
Yeah. So enough of that kind of stuff will shake your confidence. Yeah, for sure. totally shakes my confidence in the line, the brand, and stuff. So it's like I decided, you know what? I'm just not gonna get any more Jinhao pens. I mean, the X750 is pretty solid, right? X750, yeah. I I like it. Nothing has happened to it that shakes my confidence with it or anything like that. So, but I just don't feel like I'm gonna buy any more. You know what I mean? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, and I've been really into the Narwhal Nautilus these days. Love that pen. I love the weird ebonite smell from it. Yeah. <laughs> now, how how hard did you laugh when you actually did open it up for the first time? Because remember, I said I was. Remember, I said when I was going to send it to you. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm going to go fart in a box and ship this pen to you, and you were like, you were like laughing about it. But then I was like, but then he's going to open it up. And he's going to smell <laughs> egg salad sandwich smell. Oh, gross, dude. No, I mean, you know, the ebonite didn't really. You have to like put the cap up to your nose and sniff it like you're snorting coke in order to smell it really because it's not that strong. At least the one, the no. two that I have. It's yeah, but it's I feel like it's more noticeable, you know, especially the first time that you open it. Mm-hmm. You take a look at it, yeah, and, and like you hold it in your hands and you're just kinda like it's kinda one of those smells that's not overpowering. It's not it's definitely nowhere near a noodler's right smell. Like noodlers I just feel like it haunts you. I feel it like yeah, it's like a prank. If you want to prank somebody, like hey, here's your first fountain pen. First of all, if you do that, you're not gonna draw them into the hobby, so don't do that, right? But I feel like it's a prank. You know, they're gonna be like, "What the hell's that smell?" It's they're gonna yeah. they're gonna they might be turned off by it. But yeah, what if but the the ebonite's not that bad though? No, like it's it's just a little bit, and then it pretty much dissipates. Pretty quickly. Yeah. What have you been using these days? I saw on I saw the new orangish primary primary manipulation by the Memento yeah. Zero Leonardo's. Man, yeah. those look good. Yeah, they are very nice. Those, very sexy. Oh my god! I want to see if I can bring that up. Is it on your website? Did you see the? I I posted the uh, Mother of Pearl today. Uh oh, I Which oh the Conklins. No, the um, the the other primary manipulation. Like, well, it's not. It's technically not primary manipulation. It's still, but Brooks resin. You know. Oh no! So I'm looking at. You know what I want? I want the Mother of Pearl by Laban. I want one of those. Let me try to find that's them. That's nice. Yeah, Mother of Pearl. That's Laban. Laban. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's really beautiful. Yeah, they come, Holy they cow! They come with either palladium or gold trim. Right. I'm looking at, is it the Leonardo Momento Zero Grande fountain pen in yep. Mother of Pearl 14 karat gold nib? Yep, you got it. Right. Okay, let me look at the trim. I mean, it is really gorgeous, but it's $699. <laughs> what? Know? This shouldn't be a problem for somebody that is used to buying expensive pens. No, no, no. It, it's, it's, it's not, but it's resin. Right, it's not actual mm. mother of pearl. I mean, is mother of pearl actual like shell? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I think it's it has to be sourced from certain places in order for it to be like legit and not illegal. Because it's I think certain species or certain types of abalone shell are not. It's it's like endangered and it's mm. not good to you know you can't harvest it to use it for anything. It's kind of like like how an elephant tusk and ivory is yeah. is illegal to use in anything. Same thing with like abalone, but it's only certain types of abalone, and you know. So, so yeah. I think mother of pearl to some degree, but like, yeah, it's they they would actually use the mother of pearl inlay, mm. and they would like put lacquer over it. But it, in the case of the Leonardo's, it's just the Brooks resin. Yeah, it's so just, it's, they make it look like mother of pearl. Right, and my thing is, it doesn't actually look like mother of pearl, and it's not mother of pearl. It's just being called right. mother of pearl, and that's seven hundred dollars. Whereas the Laban mother of pearl is 255 and it is actual mother of pearl and it looks like mother of pearl you know what i mean so granted of course you don't get the 14 karat gold nib but i appreciate the laban piston mechanism yeah but i mean listen i would rather have the a cartridge converter that's made of actual mother of pearl with the ovo stainless steel nib for 255 than pay 700 dollars for resin that's called mother of pearl and the 14 karat mm-hmm. gold nib. 
Not saying that the Leonardo isn't gorgeous. That thing is gorgeous, but if you're into if you're into Mother of Pearl, you want the real deal. Yeah, like if I'm gonna get something called abalone shell, I want it to be abalone shell. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you want something that's called bronze corridoras, you you get the a real fish. You don't go and buy a narwhal pen that's called bronze corridoras. No, that's that's <laughs> that's different. I don't want that pen to be made of fish. That would be messed up. Can you imagine? <laughs> Your pen. Well, it would be cool to like. It would be interesting to see if you could like breed a squid that would be like the size of a pen and then you could just like squirt ink all over the place. <laughs> so now you're and right with its you, tentacles. You're the one coming up with the dumb pen ideas now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, listen, it's a beautiful pen this this Leonardo Momento Zero Mother of Pearl. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just but I'm not writing I'm not writing with either one of those right now if that's what you're asking because mm. you were saying like what are you Yeah, what with? what are you using these days? Cuz I look at your Instagram and I always see sometimes you'll use like a Caveco, sometimes you'll use like a six hundred dollar Lamy two hundred <laughs> Lamy two thousand because it's blue. And yeah. I don't know it's, why my shit's I, I could not be really... all over the place. Yeah. I, sometimes I'll have sometimes I'll have my Lamy Safari inked up with a one point one millimeter stub nib and that's like a you know, thirty dollar pen and then next to it will be a Momento Zero Grande mm-hmm. that's like you know, six hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, like... I can't believe you're selling. You're trying to sell your platinum three seven seven six. It did actually sell. It's, oh yeah, it, it, the auction closed. Um, I'm just still waiting for the buyer to send the funds. Oh, I'm a little bit nervous because it's just a brand new account has zero feedback on it. So I'm like, it might be a bullshit I, account. I am going to get screwed. <laughs> Don't you hate it when that happens? It makes me just like I gotta tell you. That's. Do you remember your post? You wrote a post. You said, if you can get away with one crime, what would it be? Uh-huh. Yeah. In this case, I guess it would just be v- malicious mauling and assault of assholes who put bids on shit on eBay but then don't pay. Oh, the thing is, like it said, it, they messaged me and said the, the night of, like when, it, when the auction closed and they won, they said, hey – um, you know, just just to let you, I'm 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 sorry. I, just, I I get paid on Friday. I will just if I if you don't mind. Which I mean, I've had instances before on eBay where like I've had to wait a week. And sometimes people just ghost. Bless you. Yeah. Sometimes people just ghost you for yeah. a period of time, and you're having to chase after them and say, "Hey, are you going to pay for this?" But this person went forward right away and said, "Oh, hey, you know, I just get paid on Friday. Could I just wait until then?" I'm like. Okay, I just have a reminder set for myself on Saturday. If things don't materialize, I'm probably going to like look to get somebody else to like because I think couldn't you go and like either close it or or something to do like you could do something where you could kind of back out of it as the seller. I think what you can or, do or accept is accept another bid. R- no, you can give it to the second to last person who made a bid, or that never right. seems to work. Or you can just. I think retract it, be, and the reason being because the person didn't pay. But you got to also give them two weeks. That's the only problem. Yeah, you got to give them a longer period of time. Right. Which I'm, I'm totally not opposed to. I mean, I know people are going to be new using the platform, and I'm certainly not one. I've had like probably one of the first accounts back in like 1999. I know it's been around for longer than that, but like my account's like an old, a very, very old account. I've got good amount of feedback on there, but like when you know, I understand people do come into it new. But it just scares the crap out of me. <laughs> well, I mean, it's somebody's not like... going to, uh, you know, I'm going to be sending a very expensive pen out to somebody who's like has zero feedback. But listen, as long as they pay you, who cares? Yeah, right. Because if they, well, pay, I mean, the, the thing is though, they could raise some pretty big uh, issues with like either with PayPal or with eBay and try to dispute it or something. But you know, I know, I know the process to be able to cover my end of it, and that's basically what i just got to do you know right so. i mean listen i don't think you're gonna have a problem you know what i what would give you a problem is if you actually do fart into the box before you seal it up so <laughs> when the person opens it up they get that weird fart smell coming out of the box i'm getting negative feedback for that it's like oh i lo- <laughs> i dropped it one star because the box smelled like fart as soon as i opened it up it's like someone farted in my face is there anything grosser than stale fart? Let's not talk. All right, let's talk about something 
pen related? What what's on the docket for you? What's going on? How many how many Amadeus pens are left? We have uh I we I mean Goldspot has like less than seven, I think, at this point. Really? Yeah. So it's so you know, the being that you're gonna end up this is gonna be coming out on Tuesday, was it November second, right? Yeah. I think yeah, so, yeah. So so on the th- on the thirtieth is going to or the thirty first is going to be the top five pens. Uh huh. And the Amadeus spoiler alert for uh-huh. you, but not for anybody else who's listening to this because they're listening to it after it comes out. But Amadeus is number one of the top five pens. Nice. And you know what's funny about that too is that at that point it will probably be out, and it joins in with every other pen at the at the current moment is completely sold out like i never had a top five where i i i'm like laughing to myself as i'm recording i'm like i'm like yeah and then this this one sold out too it's like i'm sorry <laughs> like i know i'm gonna get a lot of people upset it's like it's like tom why are you why are you trying to promote pens that are like you know sold out and out of stock i was like i'm not i'm just saying these are the most popular pens this month and here's you know i'm i'm not just blowing smoke saying like oh well let me feature this pen on there because then we could sell more right it's not the case it's like here's the most popular pens and unfortunately at this particular time all of them are sold out and just some of them are waiting for more stock on mm-hmm. but in the case of the amadeus is going to be gone the mm-hmm. the peter draws which was number two that's completely gone mm. so it's just like all right you can't do anything about that sorry <laughs> yeah hey you know what i was thinking about you know it'd be cool if you did on the gold spot website if you guys added like a museum of exclusives right whether you have okay. them in stock or not just like because i was looking at your retro the page that said the retro exclusives but imagine it was just a page of all the exclusives like you know might be sold out, but whatever. At least people can see a museum. The older yeah, style. Just call it the Gold yeah. Spot Museum. I saw Retro 51 did something similar to that where they opened up their previous catalogs. And I think this really connects well with the retro fans, especially the collectors, the mm-hmm. ones that are buying and, and turning out pens on eBay and stuff. Mm-hmm. They they use the resources on retro51.com to go look at all of the editions that came out and they see like, oh well this was in the you know, two thousand and four catalog and this was a popper in two thousand and fifteen and so and they see like how many edition numbers came in it and what it was selling for originally. So I think that is a really good um you know, information. Like that would be really fun to kind of have like just a PDF that gets updated with like all of the various limited editions yeah i also i also think it's cool because then you grab credit for the exclusives that some people may not have known they were exclusives i didn't know that 14 tomcat was a gold spot exclusive yes you know i didn't know so i'm gonna expect this um this pdf is going to be in my inbox on monday then from Mm. you (laughs) because i mean you have all the time to do that right no i don't but i you know i was thinking so we're gonna work on the bach coffee cantata right Mm-hmm. And obviously, you can't go based on the BWV number because I think it's like number. I forgot what it is. I it, it's high. You're not going to order that it's, many. You know, it's a lot of pens. Yeah, I think it was like. Hold on a second. I think it was BWV. Oh, it's only two eleven, so it's not enough. That's the problem. That's what it was. Mm. So everybody listening, if you don't know what BWV means, it means Bachwerkverzeichnis. That means box work catalog i guess that's the closest i can translate it but there's only 211 so i know that the minimum for retro is 300 so we'll have to come up with a different number but you know what i was thinking also are you not i i want to do i want to design one like an aquarium concept but like a betta fish you know like the finial will have like a betta fish with the full full like circular tail and then on the barrel do you remember the dinosaur smithsonian one how the dinosaur was like raised up the fish wrapping around the barrel with all the flowy fins and stuff like that i think that would look really cool we did get actually for the retro 51 tornado art contest Uh uh-huh that's actually closing at the end of october so it'll be done by now did get a few submissions for aquarium or like under the sea sort of thing under the sea 
Under the sea. I was watching Little Mermaid a couple of weeks ago for some reason. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was fun when I was a kid. I'm like, what? What am I? What am I looking at? What is this? <laughs> I like the lobster. The little lobster. He was funny. Sebastian. Yeah. Sebastian. Yeah. So I want to see those submissions. I didn't get to see. Yeah, them. the uh, Richard um, put together a few mock-ups last week, mm-hmm. and I think he'll do the same maybe this weekend too. Mm. To he did like he showed off some of the submissions that we we got. That's and cool. Was like was like well here here it is, and he put them on like the virtual mock-ups of tornado. Oh, pets. so what was this contest like? The winner gets it made. Like how's it work? Yeah, so during the month of October, it was like we kind of. It was not necessarily like officially like an Inktober thing because mm-hmm. we're beyond calling things Inktober at this point. We right. discussed this last year. We, whatever. So <laughs> we just said, you know, what would be really cool is that, you know, we love being able to collaborate with people who are creative mm-hmm. and come up with these really neat concepts of, I mean, especially since Retro 51 is just so wide open with like the, what, what people would consider a retro 51 pen could be like completely off the wall and but yet it still would work really nicely so if we're just like looking and just getting somebody you know just kind of putting the call out there for anybody who's either a retro fan an illustrator artist anybody who wants to see a pen of theirs get made and just so so we hosted the contest with retro 51 gold spot being the we in this case and um and just said it. They said, "Hey, submit your artwork. We'll uh, both Retro Fifty One and Gold Spot will kind of do the preliminary judging and pick what we feel are would be, let's say, the three top designs and do mock-ups of them, kind of like how Richard did already and, and shared them on social media on Retro Fifty One social media page. And then everybody would have a chance to vote on the three designs, and then whichever one wins, then would." get to be the one that gets made and it would be made in a limited run and the person who the artist who does it would get a $300 gold spot gift card they would get the artist proof of the pen and they would also get the actual production run of the pen like one of them in the number of their choosing so they could pick like number one if they want to or i realize i'm looking at the back of your wall behind you that's where yeah, you, to look at. you that's where you and Sophia were filming that ink flight thing unboxing unboxing yeah. right yep that's it those 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 yeah were, so those 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 swatches are still we're still debating on what color it's I would say leave it up there because it almost looks like if I didn't know that there were swatches for just like picking colors of paint I would be like that's a very mm-hmm. interesting art art design you got up there you know it's very no it's not it's really weird <laughs> no it's kind of cool it's a good background you know what do you think of this right here what's that i mean just the background over here i think i might shoot a video just like with my fish in the background when i when i put upload fine. my next you know what do you think of the gravel it's all green and stuff that's cool yeah it works. I think I think so, right? Because I like green. Now, see, when when we get so when we do the whole thing with painting and stuff like that, I I said like we I'll, let me put up some floating shelves. I'll put up like I could frame and put up some of the artwork that we've received, and then that way I could have like a proper background to shoot some like you know face type of videos. You know, I could do like some stuff for either live or ink journal yeah. related or just or just pen you know pentertainment podcast related whatever that's and actually have it be like a really good background because i got good lighting not that i'm actually showing it right now because i i didn't even i'm just using the the little lamp light i got on here and it's like super bright but um i've got the box lighting so i could even use that too so i I got the i got a good setup i just need the i need the ambiance you know what's funny look at my walls there's nothing on my walls. I'm very well. That's the same here too. Is other than the paint swatches, nothing on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very like non, like decorative. I just, I mean, I, until I met you and saw your your swag on your notebooks with all the stickers and stuff, I never put stickers on notebooks. It was just everything was plain and boring and stuff like that. So that's part of the reason 
why I had the green screen because I just don't know how to make the background look interesting. So like before I started right. using green screen, the backgrounds were just pretty dismal. It's like like people living during like a zombie apocalypse have better imagination when it comes to decorating <laughs> and stuff like that, you know? So before we before we sign off cuz we're coming we're nearing the end. Do you know about no shave November? Is that a thing for you guys at work or anything like that or <laughs> I'm just wondering. Is that like a is that like a way of like commenting on my beard going on right now? No, you always have a beard, but I was just thinking that because my friends at work are like, "Hey, are you going to join us in No Shave November?" and I'm like, "This is going to be the worst I'm going to be the worst contestant because I could not shave for all of November and you wouldn't know the difference at the end of November versus the beginning of November." So it's like Roy, we're all doing it. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you do it? Right. It's like I did do it, damn it. <laughs> this this peach fuzz is is a lot for me. But just look how thick it is right now. And like, are it's you like nothing? It's just like <laughs> Are you gonna do no shave November? Uh well what I actually want to do is I, I'm growing out kind of like a like I guess you could say like a chin strap type of beard because I'm going to be we're we're gonna be dressing up for this Saturday for the rec game for soccer and not necessarily like dressing up like makeup and stuff like that. But like we wear the blue ink journal.com shirts. If you've seen that on Instagram. No. So, have I seen it? Yeah. So like, so like I, because I was so tired of getting yellow shirts every season for like the last three years, mm-hmm. I, I just said like, what, what will it take for us just to get, a different color shirt for our rec team. Hmm. And they, and so what happened was I, I ended up seeing just randomly one day that like they were open for corporate sponsorships for sponsoring a team. I was like, well, if I sponsor the team as ink journal, does that mean that I could pick my color shirt? And there's like, yes, sure. You could pick your, I was like, yes, getting blue and <laughs> you put ink journal.com on the, I don't have an ink journal shirt. I want an ink journal shirt. Well, it's, it's, only for the coaches and the kids that are part of the rec soccer team. That's it. What about what about there's, friends and podcast co-hosts of there, coaches? There, there just wasn't any. There just wasn't any more made beyond that. Can so, I have yours? Maybe you can have mine after, I'm done with <laughs> after next after the spring season. Yeah, because I'm 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 I, I think we're retiring the whole idea of rec soccer um Mm. because like my son does travel and uh you know rec could be i mean he he's he's at a oh he's doesn't only just do travel but he plays at a very high level in travel yeah like he's like they're in they're in nat one which which in soccer when you have like a league you separate into different divisions based on the skill level of the teams involved in each of the divisions yeah so like nat one is right before premiere which is like that's the top top tier of like the entire league. Oh. So like they're just right at that second tier right before premiere and they're actually they're actually in first place right now in that one. And and like so when he plays on rec and he's been playing rec ever since he started playing soccer so he loves it for being able to play for fun. Mm. But it's just you you end up playing with like kids that you know you pass to them and they just can't handle the, they just don't handle the ball whereas he's he's, pla- he's passing to his teammates his teammates just take it and just you know go down the field with it so it's just, it's could be like very frustrating sometimes because it's like you know you want you you want him to have fun but at the same time he has a very like you know he's 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 dialed into a different level of playing the game mm. So it's as if like as if like you went and did like MMA like if you did jujitsu but like you did it with like beginners instead of like you know people that are of your uh, advanced skill. Mm-hmm. So you know it's it's like you you wouldn't you, you wouldn't want to play those people constantly because then you would find yourself like playing to their yeah, level yeah. As, as opposed to trying to play up more. Yeah, you gotta and, you gotta always you always gotta like. Whether it's a sport or, you know, my case, jiu-jitsu, you always got to get the shit beat out of you. That's the way I see it. That's the only way you get better is when you play with people who can just crush you and then you have to survive. You know what I mean? But yeah. And also with jiu-jitsu, when you go with people who are, like, new and don't know what they're doing, that's that's how you get hurt. Like, they'll thumb you in the eye. They'll accidentally, like, you know, fish hook your face. They panic. They're fidgety. It's yeah. like, you know, and then in order to protect yourself from that, you might have to just crush them a little bit. 
right? But you don't <laughs> want to do that to someone who's new. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, I mean, and then also, I can ima- I don't play soccer, but I can imagine soccer is the same way. It's no fun if you just crush the other people who don't know how to play. You kind of got to oh. dial back, but then at the same time, it's not improving your game at all, you know? So yeah, it's 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 just basically being able to run around and and mess around for a little bit, and you know it's it, it's it's fun for what it is because he gets to play with his friends, and and we have both my daughter and my son on the same team together, which doesn't happen because of course he plays on a boys travel team, boys only, so she can't mm. you know be a part of that. But like they could be a part of a rec team together because it's co-ed. So and they and they have like an age like bracket it's not necessarily like oh it's just only kids that were born in this year it's like they well they have 10 year olds and they have like up to like 14 so it's a wider you know like range of kids that could play that at the same time so did you play all these sports that your son is playing when you were young no actually i did not like soccer because as your as my mother will tell everybody pretty much my story about <laughs> soccer is that one game i got hit in the face with the ball and i didn't want to play again so that was it mm. so like i, I wasn't very athletic when i was a child oh so. yeah i had a lot of I, I liked basketball though i had a lot of energy but that doesn't mean i was athletic either you know yeah. like well, no i was i was like i was like obese like as a child so it wasn't even just like a matter of like not and I'm not I'm not exaggerating either. Like I was like over that let's say twenty thirty pound like threshold. Like at it, at any given moment in my development as a child to adolescent, it was just always like a, a weight problem. So mm. that would be holding me back. But at least with like basketball, I was able to use because I was a bit on the taller side. Mm-hmm. So like I was able to use my height more, and I did enjoy. I felt like I enjoyed basketball out of. I still do. I still enjoy it more than any other sport. But I think I might have missed my calling in soccer because I do enjoy just playing with my son and like kicking the ball around and and playing when he when he wants to play a game together. And and I'm just like you know what if if maybe if I did stick with it and you know didn't give up on it I might have you know enjoyed it when I was a kid. But you know it's just, just the journey that we take. So yeah, and also. You know, like, maybe you enjoy it now because you didn't play it. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, like if you played it throughout yeah. your whole life, maybe you wouldn't enjoy it now. But maybe now you are able to enjoy it because you didn't do it. I don't know. I, I always think like that. I try to, you know. But Yeah, some, some people that I talk to that, let's say, they're parents of kids that are in the soccer program right now. But, like, they absolutely hate the, the fact that their kids are in soccer because, like, they were basically forced to play when they were kids and they like let's say wore out their knees or they you know hurt themselves while they were playing when they were you know younger and and they just you know they just developed a strong distaste for playing it yeah i mean because the fact you know they were in it originally so i don't know think about this though listen you were exposed to fountain pens when you're a kid but imagine your whole life you were forced to use them you might not like them now and now you love fountain pens because yeah they were there but you didn't really use them until your adult life. And now that you are an adult, you love it now because you didn't really have to do it when you were young, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mm-hmm. parallels like that. And and now you enjoy playing with your kid. I think this is a beautiful thing. It, you're not like Kramer in that episode of Seinfeld beating up all the kids on the in the karate school. <laughs> you're not like you're not like just like snuffing your your son and you know, kicking the ball as hard as you can and nailing him with the face or anything like that, are you? No, but I remember I remember when he was first started and he wanted to play and he all he wanted to do is like he wanted to shoot on you unguarded. So like he just <laughs> wanted you to stand in the goal and just like just wait for him to kick the ball. And like what I would just do is occasionally I would just go and I would, you know, take the ball away. Like I would just I would kick you know, I, I would just take possession of the ball and kick it away from him and then play keep away. Like it's like you have to come and get the ball from me. And he was young enough where he was like at the age of like four or five and he just was like he would just get really upset because it's like, oh, I wanted the ball. It's like, well, this is what soccer is about. It's like you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to contest the ball from the other team. Mm. And then if they take it away, you're supposed to go and get it back. Yeah. So, you know, but I would just do that in a way that because like I think with kids, it's important to understand is like you have to kind of challenge them, but don't challenge them too hard. Like you were saying with like beating up on a beginner with jujitsu is like yeah. you, you, you they need to learn. 
by getting beat on like or 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 by having a difficulty uh encountering a difficulty but like make it so that it is somewhat achievable oh like, yeah by, by them coming up to you know to be but like but like don't make it so that they can never win yeah because if they feel like they can never win they're just gonna say screw this i don't want to do it yeah you know I think it's just, it's just that's why yeah. I didn't really continue it. I used to play tennis when I was in high school, but then like the people I played with at the park, like were strangers, and some of them were semi pros. I couldn't even oh. see the serve coming, and then I started. <laughs> I'm serious, and then I started dodging the serve because it's flying at me. I'm like, "There's no way I'm going to do this. I I quit." But and then you felt like you were playing dodgeball instead of tennis. Yeah. <laughs> you could dodge a wrench. You can dodge anything. You can dodge a ball. <laughs> I love that you knew what I was talking about right then and there. Yes. Yeah, we're definitely from the same generation of movies and stuff mm. like that. But, yeah, I remember – I think it's important, too, because, like, one of the things I remember a lot about my dad is I was, like – I think I was maybe, like, five or six when I started. But he, we used to box, and he would sit down and – I had a pair of boxing gloves. He had a pair of boxing gloves and stuff like that. And I remember I always just loved boxing with my dad and stuff like that. And I didn't like the feeling of getting punched square in the face. But uh-huh. by the time... I don't think anybody does. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, though, after a while, like when you when you box long enough and you get hit in the face, you just learn to like roll with punches. You learn to eat a shot here and there and stuff like that. And obviously, he's not punching me as hard as he can. But every once in a while, I would I would run into a shot that didn't feel good and stuff like that and mm-hmm. you also learn to take a punch you learn oh that that hurt but it's you know it's not hurt enough to give up right. and you know just to what you're saying i mean sure he could have just knocked me unconscious i was like five or six, five years old but yeah. i never felt like winning was impossible i felt like it was right. very difficult but chasing that win, even though I, I, you know, now of course as an adult, I didn't win. He let he would, you know, he would challenge right. me, and if I didn't win, then it was like, all right, well, next time you got to keep your left up and you got to set up your cross. You know what I mean? Things like that. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun, the challenge. And then as an adult, I really enjoy it too. As an adult, I enjoy it even more. It's more realistic. It's like you know, if I'm fighting and I beat someone, I really beat them. It's not like my dad letting me win and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, to to what you're saying, it just brought back a lot of memories. Totally agree with you. You have to challenge them. You can't let them win. They need to lose, but they can't mm-hmm. lose by a mile. They have to lose by a uh, perceivable yeah, possibility. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes, too, I see it with their team, uh, with their travel team, is that sometimes they'll get their asses kicked to them. They They, they, got, they got their asses kicked a couple weeks ago when we had our home tournament, like on our own fields and we were, we were competing against teams that were in premier. They were in a a completely different, like EDP league, which is like even like higher than the league that we're in. And, uh, and so they were, you know, not that they were getting shellacked like six, nothing, but like the games were like two, nothing. There was like one, nothing. So they, so they were, they were struggling all weekend, mm-hmm. but like they need to have that every once in a while because like then they go back to their regular season and they they go and they take care of their business because yeah. then they play teams that are their level again and they they say like we learn from when we play those better teams they learn to get to the ball quicker they learn to make their passes sharper they learn to you know uh, to fill the gaps when they need to or when they need to uh, you know have a nose for the ball like they. They they learn from getting you know beat bad sometimes so but like you can't but you can't make it like all the time like there needs to be there needs to be a fair challenge and then there needs to be like uh, like a like I I don't know where I heard it the one time but I heard that there was you know when you're competing and you're trying to develop yourself and you're competing against other people it's always beneficial to play against people or to compete against people who are higher than you the same level than you and then also ones that are like lower level like so so that but like it's important to gate engage all three mm-hmm. because because then when you play the higher level you end up usually you losing and you end up lo- usually learning a lot then you play like the lower level and then you see like how much you've grown and progressing you see like you know how where you've come from and how 
much different you are from those that are not as skilled or not as practiced as you are. And then you play your own level where you could see probably the most improvement there and the most progress in being able to challenge yourself on somebody who's with equal footing. Where do you think we fall into that? Like, I bet you if we play like an adult team versus like a six-year-old or a 10-year-old team, we would be we <laughs> would be really good for like the first 20 minutes and then we're all old and tired and then we get our asses kicked. We've we've <laughs> always said that we've, we would love to play because like I think a lot of the parents on the team would love to play our kids. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we've, we've, uh, we've said that on occasion. I think we should probably do that at some point, but the, 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 the main concern is what you said is like most of the parents will probably not last the first half. Yeah. Like, it's just going to, it'll just be, be very difficult. It'll be embarrassing after that. And what are you going to do? Quit? Yeah. Teach Somebody's your kid? Get quit. Hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not going to be the 10 year olds. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be the 10 year olds. It's going to be the 30 plus year olds. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, that is. But so hey, listen, we got to start. We got to start wrapping it up. Wrapping, wrapping, yep. wrapping, wrapping, wrap right? Wrapping up. This week we were supposed to actually have Ryan Krusak, but he had something going on, so he wasn't able to be on. So we're going to do that the following week, next week. And it's gonna. We're gonna. You and I are gonna have to coordinate that a little later than usual because he's got his Taekwondo matches that he does every Tuesday. Sounds good. Yeah. So in the meantime. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay inky.